0: Closest to the story.
1: And I'm Mike Thomas in for Frank Boniquisti this morning. And joined in the stressless, I have from Ben Lapine Schools, the Assistant Director of Student Services, Eric Powell. Good morning, Eric.
0: Good morning. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, happy to have you in here. Now, school uh, is out now for Ben Lepine Schools, but uh, staff and, and teachers uh, still uh, going on for a little bit longer. Now, uh, you are from Ben, came up uh, through Mountain View High School, Ben Lapine School, so you are familiar with with the district and what's going on.
0: Yeah, definitely, and uh, thank you for having me on KBND. This was my morning commute with my dad every morning listening to these radio shows, so thank you for having me. This is awesome.
1: Now, uh, you have uh, been part of this task force on school, climate, and culture, and this sort of came about with uh, some teachers uh, having some concerns about what's going on in their classrooms. Tell me a little bit about that. Set it up.
0: Yeah, and I, I think teaching and, and being an educator in our schools supporting our kids is one of the most difficult jobs you can have. Um, you think about teaching students all day; it's hard to even take a bathroom break. And uh, with events going on nationally, um, you know, we had a student in Virginia shoot their teacher uh, in this winter, and you know, those kind of things are going to cause concern. And that would be terrifying for me if I'm walking into a classroom, worrying about that and. Uh, our teachers began talking about, you know, students that would come to school, we use a term called dysregulated, they're maybe not ready to learn or engage in the, the content of the curriculum, uh, and then these behaviors that would occur that are disruptive and, and kind of throwing the rest of the students off. And so our teachers really deserved an opportunity to talk to all of us and our administration team, uh, just to come up with some solutions to to help make their life easier to teach our kids, which is such an important job.
1: So a task force was created. Tell me about uh, what this is, is doing.
0: Yeah, so we brought a team of district leaders, school administrators, educational assistants, school counselors, teachers, all together, 35 of us. Um, we met four different times for four hours each. Uh, and just being in the room with all these diverse people that work with kids each and every day, um, for those of us that work at the district office, we make a lot of decisions, but we're not with kids every day, right? And so getting to sit next to people that are taking care of and supporting our kids every day and hearing their experience and talking about what needs to improve to make their life easier to do this really difficult job was wonderful, Um, you know, seeing the superintendent in there and him being really transparent that his voice is no more valuable than anyone else's and uh, the ideas and solutions generated by the team are going to be valued and and put in place uh, together and collaborative. it was just a really great opportunity to communicate honestly over those four sessions. Uh, And we're not done. We're going to keep meeting into the future and and just trying to keep those communication loops open. So what are some of the complaints
1: that the teachers are having in general? Yeah.
0: And, you know, and these are verbal. And then we had groups go out and do observations and, you know, and we're also understanding that if I go into a classroom, there's some random adult and their kids are not going to necessarily behave the way they will when we're not there. Uh, but even what i would see is teachers doing a wonderful job to launch a lesson and getting you know almost all the kids ready to go and then there'd be two or three kids constantly pulling people off tasks saying disrespectful things to their teachers or even leaving class without permission Uh, for those things that we didn't observe in the observations is you know kids are maybe saying inappropriate things harassing peers and and things like that Um, and our teachers just wanted to know what the protocol is what are our expectations as a district to, to address these behaviors uh, and at the end of the day, a lot of times these are skills that students need to grow and build, and that's our job as educators, but it's really difficult at times to do that in the classroom. So how do we work as a team to help these students develop these skills, but also keep our teachers and the other students safe at the same time?
1: We're in with Eric Powell from Ben Lepine Schools. Now, you mentioned uh, this, this is a national issue, yeah. teachers all over the country talking about this, and uh, we hear in the media uh, about, uh, you know, it's f- uh, pandemic, yeah. post-pandemic uh, COVID with distance learning yeah. and, and, and those sorts of things. But this problem is going on a little bit longer than that.
0: Yeah, and I, I will say in any district I've worked in or any role I've worked in, you know, talking about student behaviors and what we can do to help our students is not a new conversation. What I would say is is COVID, we were all home for a year and a half and students were being educated on screens. I think our teachers did a wonderful job of creating lessons and doing that, but the absence of that peer interaction and being in person with with everyone, and kids are staring at social media and getting their you know dopamine spikes through that, uh, is really going to make it more difficult to connect with peers in person. And so, uh, I, I think there's a lot of research out there that talks about how kids being raised on screens is really making education more difficult. Um, so I really think. COVID was like an accelerating factor and exacerbating the issue and giving us the ability to come back to the table and say, you know, this is what school looked like before COVID and now what can we do to improve our station in life after.
1: So uh, with this task force created on school climate and culture, what have become uh, some of the solutions, the next steps that are going forward after you've met these four times? And uh, is there a timeline on on what what goals you're trying to meet? Yeah, And it was,
0: you know, we were really honest as a group and we even agreed to meet one extra time. And and it was was awesome because these teachers are giving up more time out of their day that they don't have to meet. Um, But we agreed we're not going to solve all these problems in three sessions or even the fourth one that we added. We had a lot of long-term goals, Uh, one of those being, we really wanna find additional opportunities to increase funding for our schools. Um, I think it's important that teachers and educators be paid what they're worth. But in addition to that, we need to have more bodies and more uh, trained adults to help our students build these skills. Um, imagine the nuance of teaching 30 students in one classroom with such a diverse needs in there. If we have more staff to support our students, that can really help in a long-term, right? There's not this hidden pot of money that schools can tap into to hire people. Uh, and then on the short-term, I think with any organization, any company, uh, the, if we communicate well, we can really help you know, bridge those gaps and make sure our teachers and our staff members have buy-in and and a voice in what we dictate from the district level. Um, And I think moving into this year, we want to have clear expectations on what good teaching looks like, uh, what is expected of our students in in the classroom, and then if a teacher is having behavioral concerns with a student, what is a predictable administration response so that the teacher can feel supported. Um, We don't want to just see teachers have to send students out of class and then they show right back up the next day and the teacher doesn't know where the parent's called was there an appropriate follow-up? What is the long-term plan to support the student? Um, because that becomes frustrating over and over again. So just improving that communication and then we'll keep meeting throughout the summer to, to kind of create protocols and plans for that.
1: Eric Powell from Ben LaPine Schools is with us. It's your town on the KBND Morning News. What role and if any, can parents uh, help to get involved in this, Eric?
0: Um, I love that question. I, I spend a lot of my time talking to parents that have, you know, concerns in these areas as well. And at the end of the day, whenever parents are, are calling the school or working for their child, they're really advocating for the best needs of their individual child and the school community at large. Um, I think if we're constantly talking with our students knowing what their life is like in, in and out of school, um, just being involved and engaged in our children's lives is really valuable. Um, and then just knowing that I'm confident that all our educators are working really hard uh, for our students. And so just working with our teachers to show them the love and care and respect that that we want both ways. And I think that can really help just being involved in and in just spending time with your kids.
1: And you, you, you mentioned talking and, and getting involved and checking out. So really, it comes down to constant communication. Yeah,
0: communication. And, and for me in any kind of training or professional development that I'm involved in, I really I always lead with a slide that talks about the importance of building relationships and community uh, in our schools and with everyone. And if we truly love and honor everyone and listen to people and understand that every child can and be a functioning member of society and grow skills to do well, those relationships will really help push everyone forward in the right direction.
1: All right. Thank you very much, Eric Powell from Ben Lapine Schools. It's your town on the KBND Morning News.